Welcome to the podcast where we boldly go where no one knows what's going on. Hey everybody, welcome to I Have No Clue, the podcast where we use philosophy to determine that we don't always have an answer. My name is Michael, the host, and today kicks off a new uh, series, if you will, within the podcast. My first few episodes have all discussed something fairly political. Taxes, technology, government corruption. The only one that really dealt with philosophy was the first one. That first episode was aimed to provide a basis for all future discussions, and I don't think it did a great job. As I walked through these episodes, listening to them again, trying to determine what I can do better, I realized that we jumped right into the really interesting and you know, controversial conversations, but we never discussed the foundational or the, the, the underlying topics or beliefs of those conversations. Understanding these foundational philosophical topics is absolutely paramount before diving into the realm of politics. It provides us with a better intellectual framework and a deeper comprehension of underlying principles. Philosophy equips us with critical thinking skills. These critical thinking skills allow us to more fully flesh out any topic before us, not just some podcast episode, but really truly think about them for ourselves and understand them. By exploring topics like ethics, um, morality, but philosophy in general, we gain insight into fundamental concepts of right and wrong and the nature of reality. How we acquire knowledge is inherently philosophical in nature, and rather than understand that and walk through the philosophical values underlying every conversation, I skipped that step and went straight into the more interesting conversations. I should have given us tools to navigate complex moral dilemmas, analyze conflicting ideologies, and make informed judgments, but I didn't. I went straight for the clickbait, if you will. Um, I think that was a mistake. So we're rectifying that. For the next 15 episodes, we're going to be discussing foundational or core philosophical topics that will aid us in any other discussion. These topics are organized into five groups. Foundational topics, abstract topics, physical topics, personal topics, and societal topics. We'll start with the foundational topics. All of these episodes are going to be ordered so that the value we discussed is absolutely necessary to the value that comes after it. Um, they're ordered so that the most critical beliefs comes first. The beliefs in whatever episode you listen to are important to the ones that follow. These first four topics, the foundational topics, truth, right and wrong, life and death, and philosophy, could really have been split into a 15-episode series all of their own, but they're the most basic concepts needed for the remaining topics. Without truth, there's no meaning to my words. Without right and wrong, what I say cannot be objective. Without life and death, there's no stakes. There's no reason to be alive. And without philosophy, I have no goal for saying these things to you. The topics of this section are the most important. You could read these four and make most of my conclusions in the rest of my podcast episodes for me. So let's begin with the foremost topic in all of our lives. What is truth? Now, truth is unfortunately a very hotly contested idea. Uh, it lies under everything we say, ever, or not unfortunately, excuse me, truth is fortunately a hotly contested idea. 
It should be. It lies under everything we say and do, under every single facet of our lives, so we better get it right. From the ancient philosophers such as Socrates or Plato's to modern thinkers like Voltaire, the pursuit of truth is an essential part of human thought. These philosophers provide us with pretty varying perspectives on what is truth, which reflect our desire to comprehend the world and our role within it. Many, many people and many, many media outlets have fallen to this weapon of relative truth these days. Um, the political left desires that truth be relative. Everyone can believe their own thing. My truth, your truth are totally separate things. Speaking my truth, I'm going to say it right now, means absolutely nothing to someone with their own truth. Why would it? To me, their truth is a lie. To them, my truth is a lie. Every discussion we have, if people have different truths, is totally fruitless. If you and I have different truths, how can we possibly debate anything together? This question, and a, a lot more, are dispelled by a real and universal definitive truth. Those are what I would say are the three aspects of truth. Real, universal, and definitive truth. Now, to... To discuss truth at all, you have to make an assumption. Discussions about truth are very difficult, because how could you possibly determine if your conclusion is true? You have to assume some sort of baseline to even begin a discussion about the baseline. As you, as I'm saying it out loud, I'm sure you can easily see how this results in a pretty frustratingly circular conversation. It would lead us nowhere. So for the purpose of this episode, let's agree that truth does in fact exist. It's, it's a bold statement, I know. This allows us to at least have the same jumping off point so that we can begin discussions of what truth actually is. So, firstly, truth is real. We've already agreed that truth exists. That's not what I mean by truth is real. It is real in the sense that it is all things actual. Truth is everything that exists, has existed, or will exist. For example, um, consider a hypothetical history lesson. A substitute teacher walks into a class and begins a lecture on the primitive tribes of Mesoamerica. And he, he tells of a tribe, we'll call, we'll call the tribe not real. Oop, pardon me, I bumped the mic. We'll call the tribe not real, a tribe that resided in what's now called Guatemala. This tribe was more technologically advanced than all the tribes around it, allowing for total dominance of the area. They were rich beyond comparison and had an abundance of food, shelter, precious gems, and resources. They learned to tame even the most aggressive animals and would ride lethal panthers into battle. Now, in this example of this hypothetical situation, what is true? Most anybody could tell you that the lesson itself was a lie. This tribe of not real that rode golden panthers into battle, I just made that up. It's not, it's not true. Why isn't it true? Because it never existed. Not real was not real, as it were. Uh, there was no tribe, no city of gold, no aggressive panther writing. But what is true is the teacher. What is true is the fact that he taught the lesson. It's true he said those things. It's true that there was a class to teach and a school to teach it at. From examples like this, it's obvious, at least, that truth is at least what is real. The lies told by the teacher are not truth. The the simple statement of the teacher telling those lies, that is truth. If this were not the case, it would be the most confusing world one could ever live in. 
If totally fabricated stories were quote-unquote true or believed to be actual, then the tribes that really existed are of little importance. The Aztecs do not matter if not real was real. Anyone can say anything and not be considered a liar. Does that sound familiar to you guys? This society that we currently live in pushes so heavily for a relative truth so that they can say what they like, when they like, in order to advance their objectives and not be lying. If anything can be true, then in fact nothing is true, because anyone will say anything to get whatever they want. The second facet or the, the second quality of truth is that truth is universal, meaning it does not change and it is applicable to all things. We can take the, the fake tribe example again. Let's consider it if truth is not universal. The substitute teacher told a falsehood. But in 20 years, if truth isn't universal, maybe he's right. Well, truth isn't universal. It changed, you know? A little ways down the road, it's entirely possible with a non-universal truth that he could be absolutely correct. Or let's say that a different teacher came in and told the same story. But this new educator, they weren't lying. They were telling the absolute truth. Because there's a new person in there and truth isn't universal, probably they're telling the truth. You know, it's a different, different concept, but it's absolutely true. If truth wasn't universal, if it didn't hold its place and it didn't apply to all, students would be absolutely miserable. These students would have to relearn everything they know every time the bell rings and a new instructor is in front of them because each new person has a different truth. And from day to day, year to year, those individual truths might change. There would be no possible way to determine what they should remember, what would be a correct answer on an exam, or what they can even say out loud. This criteria for truth follows directly from the first. What has previously existed can never unexist. It can certainly be destroyed or erased, but it can't be removed from what already has been. If truth is real, then truth must be universal. Uh, another word for universal that would be uh, a good idea is immutable. Truth doesn't change. Truth doesn't change from person to person, time to time, day to day. I could imagine that once again you're connecting the dots from what I've said to what we see around us. The mainstream media and government bodies tell us over and over that certain things can change from lies to facts based on an individual fantasy. I am an average man. Well, no, I'm not. In the 30 seconds that I have, or I don't even think that was 30 seconds. In the five seconds since I told you that I was an average man, I am now a very special woman. For the rest of this podcast, all sub subsequent episodes, please consider me to be female. Do you see the problem with that? I am not really a woman. I may feel like one. I may even perceive myself to be one. I can modify my body all my wants, but I have chromosomes that cause me to be born with a penis. That truth is immutable. That truth is universal. Those chromosomes were real, and now they can never be unreal. I can't modify that. I can't change that. That can never unexist, quote unquote. The truth cannot change based on my hopes and dreams. That idea is a very, very dangerous path. Finally, the third and I think most important facet of truth is that truth is definitive, meaning that it's the baseline. This contention is the next logical step in the progression. If truth is what exists, and if it cannot change, 
then it's the best metric for determining falsehoods versus facts. It's the only consistent thing, and it's the only true test of authenticity. If you have a conversation and your co-conversator says, let's keep truth out of the equation, there's no point in continuing that conversation. If there's no truth, your only baseline for comparison is your respective opinions. Since you are both very different people, you are bound to have very different opinions, and perhaps wildly so. You cannot possibly come to an agreement or even a si- come to an agreement or a civil disagreement. Why not? Because your baseline is non-existent. You have no common ground. You have no way to compare one to the other. If you each have your own truth, it's like I said, to me, your truth is a lie. And to you, my truth is a lie. Why would I ever agree with a lie? A pretty good analogy for this can be found in the writings of Plato. He talked about a man who is uh, bound and gagged in a cave. He's facing the back wall of the cave, and the only light in the whole place is behind him. His only way of determining anything is by the shadows and reflections on the cave wall in front of him. He sees shadows of hands, people, maybe animals, maybe a structure or two. He's capable of making a guess as to what is happening. But he's working with a fraction of the information necessary to determine what he should do or what's happening. That's kind of what debating without truth is like. You're using shadows and reflections, or your opinions, to make an argument. If you don't have all the information, if you don't have that baseline, you will most likely make the entirely wrong point. If you turned off all the lights right now and only showed me shadows of what was going on behind me, I don't think I could tell a friendly study group from a mass fight. Those shadows don't convey truth. They don't convey reality. They convey a perception of it. If we are going to walk through every single conversation arguing based off of our perceptions of truth, our perceptions of reality, there's no possible way we can have a fruitful discussion. You can only make shadows your opinion, and even those have real no bearing have no real bearing on anything. All must be based in truth, or you will lose sight of the only thing that can find legitimacy in the reflections. So Truth is those three things. It's real, it's universal or immutable, and it's definitive. Those three things mean that truth is absolutely necessary for any conversation. However, in today's current society, truth has come under attack. Through various means of um, media control, through education in public schools, there are lots and lots of things that have come under fire. In order that the left, I won't even say the left, in order that the government in general can push its opinion, it can push its agenda on individuals it controls. Um, George Orwell gave a pretty chilling representation of life without re- life with relative truth in his book, The 1984. Not The 1984, 1984. The book tells of Big Brother, a tyrannical government that controls all and sees all. The government even controls the truth in this example. Sounds pretty familiar. It's constantly changing what previously happened to fit its current narratives. It spreads propaganda, releases news, and everything it releases to the general public is true. In in the book, everything it releases is true. There are dozens of examples of this relative truth from this book, but the one that comes to mind is the Big Brother's treatment of war. 
Throughout the entirety of the story, the nation is at war with the same enemy. Big Brother says so. The characters all believe it, even when one day the enemy is different. But they, they, they're at war with this one country, country number one. All of a sudden, they're at war with country number two. But according to Big Brother, they were never at war with country number one. They were always at war with country number two. They were always at peace with number one, and they never weren't. They were always at peace, or, well, sorry. They were always at peace with country number one, and they never weren't. And they were always at war with country number two, and they never weren't. This confuses the main character, but since it's now true that they're, since it's now true, since the government said so, there's absolutely nothing they can do. This fictional world shows us where a relative truth can lead. Sure. Right now, our government only changes the truth when it comes to gender, sex, and their previous uh, debauchery. But that is a slope we really cannot afford to slide down. It might sound dramatic or conspiratorial, but allowing truth to be mutilated into an ever-changing amalgam of facts, feelings, fantasies, and falsities is a very lethal game to play. Truth is real, truth does not change, and truth is the baseline for all other statements. If anyone tells you any different, they are trying to convince you of something entirely false. There is no reason to, to destroy truth unless you want to tell a lie. Many great debates can be had on so many different topics using truth. This idea of gender and sexuality could be debated with both sides saying true things. The left could say, hey, they feel like this. That's a true statement. They want to be perceived as a different gender. That's a true statement. They find themselves attracted to the opposite gender. That's a true statement. Those are all true statements that you could argue from. But rather than do that, they're trying to tell us that all of a sudden, not, not just that these people feel like, a, feel like the opposite gender all of a sudden, that they now are the opposite gender and they never weren't the opposite or never weren't the first gender. They are now female and they never weren't female. That sounds like 1984 minus the war. That is a relative truth taken to the point where they want you to believe a lie and call it a truth. That is not something we want to go down. Yeah, I, I don't quite know where I'm going with this. Give me a second here. Okay. Any debate can be had with truth on both sides. This gender debate, even, can be had with truth on both sides. However, the government has chosen to feed you a lie and ask you to call it a truth. That is a prime example of truth, of relative truth, being weaponized against reality. They are trying to dismantle something that is absolutely factual in favor of their agenda in order to win votes, in order to get money, whatever you may have. They are trying to tell a lie that some people believe and have everyone believe it. I don't think the average person believes that you can randomly switch your gender. And I guarantee you the average person doesn't want their children being taught that. You can go back to those three things. Truth is real, truth does not change, and truth is the baseline for all other statements. Any debate can be had with that. And any debate in which we don't have that 
is not a debate worth having. Anytime someone asks you to put your truth aside or someone asks you to accept their truth rather than the truth, it's a discussion that's going to going to end in fruitless circular statements every single time. So that's all I have on truth. Those three facets of truth, excuse me, those three facets of truth, those consequences of not having a factual, actual truth are all incredibly important to future discussions. We could walk back through these previous episodes and I could show you in each one where truth is incredibly important. Take our uh, government corruption episode, for example. If we walked through that and said, well, let's take truth out of the equation. Let's not consider truth here. No one, I won't say no one. In that government corruption episode, many of the examples of corruption I listed, the person who committed the, the crime pled not guilty. They said, oh, I didn't do this. If that's their truth, in a world with a relative truth, one that changes, one that is not what is real, and one that really doesn't matter to our discussions, those people are absolutely correct. They believe they didn't do it? Well, who are we to tell them otherwise? But because of a real, actual truth, they did that. Nixon actually committed those crimes. All these government uh, people who took bribes in order to get policies passed actually took those bribes and they need to experience the consequences of those actions but if we don't have truth there's no possible way they can experience those consequences because as you know their truth is that they didn't do it so in their truth why should they possibly be punished for something they didn't do doesn't really matter what your truth is doesn't matter what the court's truth is they didn't do it truth not only allows for basic statements to come under attack and for our reality to be shifted by this higher tyrannical power, it also arouses for all accountability to be taken away from us. That's another really important facet. If anything is true, then no one will ever have to experience the consequences of their actions. Their truth will simply change, and that's totally fine because that is what our society allows for. Truth is a foundational topic to every single conversation that we might have. Every last one of these episodes that follows will need this baseline of truth, need these three facets of truth to even be a fruitful discussion. So keep this in mind. This episode will always be posted on Spotify. If you need it, go back and listen to it. That's one thing I would hope you guys do with these remaining 15 episodes is anytime I mention a philosophical value, in a future discussion, maybe we discuss cancel culture at some point, I hope you go back and listen to this episode on truth and then apply it to the discussion we had about cancel culture. Number one, so that your understanding can be more fruitful. You can get more out of the episode. And number two, so you can put checks and balances on me, the host of this podcast, to ensure that I'm remaining faithful to truth, to ensure that I am in fact discussing what is real, what does not change, and what is the baseline. Thank you guys for listening. Um, the next 14 episodes, I hope, will be interesting. If they do really poorly, well, that's a bummer, but we'll be back soon. Thank you all for listening today. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, or Amazon Music at Have No Clue on my podcast page. You can find me on Instagram at Have No Clue 000 or email me at the same handle, Have No Clue 000 at gmail.com. As always, there's going to be a question and response in the episode title. 
um, episode title page. Please respond to that. Leave a review if you can and, and share this with anybody who'd like to listen. Thank you guys and we'll see you next week.